0: if you find the deal we fund everything we have a property right now we have put two hundred and sixty thousand dollars into it i have private capital from all from all our investors and walks of life over the last couple of years where any property that we have i do our entire bid out request i shop it to our investors they're cash buyers i used to have right and i used to buy a bunch of my wholesale deals and now with this model i've kind of educated them and they're like instead of just parking you know 300k into this home i can just give you 300k amongst five six properties and diversify it and you do all the work and it's like yeah So now I fund everything. So if you find a deal, you do zero out of your own pocket. It's all my money and that's why I take on the risk. That's why it's a 25-75 split. But before wholesalers get up in the arms, like why isn't it 50-50? Dude, it was a dead deal for you. So instead of losing it, get worked in the equity, make me do all the work and make $20,000, $30,000 on something that wouldn't even fit your model.
1: All right, you guys, welcome back to the Let It Up podcast. If you're new to this channel and you want to know everything about making money in real estate, selling, sales skills, building your business or investing, then subscribe below. Tap the bell for notifications so you can be the first to know what makes our great guests so successful.
2: Let's talk about adding leverage. So we've been getting a lot of calls of people asking us how we've hired virtual assistants to scale and leverage our business. So we've opened up our playbook to all of you. If you're looking to add leverage in your business, whether it's administrative support, ISA, outbound callers, go to adleverage.com and they'll be there to help you staffing your team.
1: All right. Today we have with us Trevor, based out of Temecula, California, SoCal. Super excited to spend some time with you today, man. Thank you very much for spending your afternoon with us.
0: Brother, thanks for having me, man. It's a good old Friday. I like the intro. Very polished, brother. It sounds <laughs> yeah. good.
1: Super polished. Read it all right from, from the iPhone. <laughs> oh, there
0: it is. There it is.
1: Yeah, buddy. Awesome, man.
2: Before we jump in, because I know John's really excited about this topic, let's do the lightning round. Yes.
1: So lightning round. We're going to learn a little bit about you here. Hit Love it. it. All right. So Trevor, what's something you disagree with about the way that you were raised?
0: Um, I disagree with having to stay in one place. I think if you have, you know, a good foundation and a good family, I think traveling can really actually open up the universal eye. Mm.
2: Where have you been recently?
0: Oh man. I just got back from Nashville, Spoke at an event over in Nashville. And so anytime I try to go anywhere, I love bringing my family and it's just been an absolute blast. But we are hunkered down in SoCal, but trust me, I moved a lot with my mom, man. So going around kind of stateside all across the continent the U.S., being able to explore that and taste every different culture was, was a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, man. That's awesome. What's the best advice you've ever received?
0: Uh, imperfect action is better than perfect non-action. Mm. Getting out there and starting and doing the damn thing and failing forward is going to get you a lot further than trying to plan a perfect plan. So that way you can uh, never take that first step.
2: Well, right. Love it. Love it. Well, I'm going to ask this one. What chance encounter changed your life forever?
0: Oh, my wife took a leap. I've never met her before in my entire life. I did Marine Security Guard forces in Africa. She heard of me. I heard of her, and she flew across the world to meet me for the first time. And wow. then on our fourth date, we got married. What? So, Damn. Yeah. That sounds like something That yeah, was a wild one, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Marley, you must have said some pretty good things on text or something. Yeah,
0: <laughs> dude, I know Rico Suave with the with the whole Facebook man messenger dude. It was up there, so it was a blast. She reached out to me. She slid in my DMs. Man, there you go,
2: so. good shit, man. That's pretty pretty
1: impressive. <laughs> good for you.
0: Appreciate
2: it. All right, let's jump into it then. So, Trevor, you you do a lot of novations wholesales, and a mm-hmm. lot of the people, like John was mentioning earlier, it's one thing to acquire a deal, but then it's another thing to Disposition deal to put the deal together, structure it on the exit. What do you guys do and that can help somebody learn a little bit more about that?
0: Yeah, it's a great question, right? So my business buyer beater, right? We're an innovations-based dispositions company. So coming into that and trying to restructure get wholesale deals, we try to merge that into the world of the on-market approach, right? So Usually when you hear dispo, you hear dispo manager. They try to take that. Obviously, they're going to get their photos. They have their buy box. They have their investors, and they shop that on the off-market platform. We restructured. We have our own uh, agent outreach coordinator, and we actually put a little bit of money into these homes. And that way, when we put it on market, we put it into more of a current condition retail value, and then we start shopping that to an on-market conventional third-party purchaser to come in there and replace us. So the on-market nuance, man, it's – It's a lot different, but what I tend to find is you can be a lot more optimistic and it's a lot easier to be able to ride the value of your property because you can be a lot more upfront and transparent because these buyers that come in, they're already looking in that area. So you don't have to really hide anything, right? It's not like a very quick process. What I've really enjoyed is really getting the seller to come in there and educating them on on our, our service. And Instead of being very seller oriented, we're very service oriented and solution oriented. And they just tend to love the innovation model a lot more we call it the white glove experience
1: mm-hmm. so let's just take a step back for a second i think you know obviously people watching this understanding what a wholesale a wholesale yeah. means right so you put a home under contract right and then you're selling your position or your equitable interest in that contract to someone else mm-hmm. now you said before you're you're coming in on dead wholesale deals or are you coming in even like earlier because obviously you need to have language in the contract <sighs> that's been signed off on that says you can do a novation. So talk to us about how early you get involved.
0: Yeah, good question. Our community is based off of wholesalers, right? And it's a private community, completely free, right? This is no call to action pitch or anything. It's just Alex or Mosey, give, give, give. Because we do zero marketing right now. All of our deals come from the plates of other wholesalers that didn't fit the buy box and it was dead. They revisit those leads. And to your point, they go, hey, the property could be worth $500,000 fully renovated. It needs 50K worth of work, right? They're coming into those wholesalers and those wholesalers are focusing on the four Ds, right? Death, distress, divorce, and debt. Mm. They're targeting these bad boys. They find a property under contract. They go, or, or they find a seller and they go, hey, built good rapport with them. Hey, I'm a big fan. You know, I, I'm, I can be able to buy this, yada, yada. Unfortunately, they go, hey, well, you know, at a typical wholesale formula, they're like, hey, you know what, Brenda? I, we have great conversation. You know, I'm, I got to move forward at the $280,000 mark. Now, wholesaler, that, that seller goes, Kick rocks. That's like way too low. You know, I need at least three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. That's seventy thousand dollars more than what a wholesaler could provide to maybe make 15, 20 grand. So all they do in that situation is okay. You know what? That might be outside of my buy box. I do actually work with a, a company that focuses on creative solutions for sellers, but they do go off terms. Mm. If they can guarantee you that price of three fifty, would you be open to a conversation to see how they can get you there? Mm. And they go, yeah. So that warm handoff for wholesalers is just opening the door and then my acquisitions team takes it over and then we go over our own contract with the seller.
1: So it's it's before the wholesaler goes under contract.
0: Yeah, for the most part, right? Because right. I, I always say if it's a wholesale, yeah. do the wholesale deal. Now, yeah. if, if you're going to lose the wholesale deal and let's say nobody's really buying it, then you can always revisit it and just say, hey, you know what? This might not be the best fit for me and my team. I've also shopped it around. We might not have to focus on the off-market approach just due to the fact that the numbers aren't making sense, but they would make sense if we can actually come in here, maybe force appreciate your home a little bit and start targeting the on-market audience. Now, I will pay for all the realtor fees and closing costs associated, but if I can get you that $350,000, can I test the open market and see what we can get, Mm. right? And so that's another great way to transition them. And it is different contracts, right? But novations, man, like... God, they are the way of 2024, dude. I will die on that hill. I love this model, man.
2: No, that's awesome. Because, like, in my mind, I'm thinking, all right, so sometimes people who are going to be selling a distressed asset, they're either not wanting to show the property, they want the convenience. Uh, And I know it's like an extreme example. What is like the ideal prospect that would agree to innovation?
0: Well, it's a really good question. You know what? You have to be able to try to educate them on the fact that, you know, if they're going to want a higher price, you need to be able to have a bigger timeline, right? Mm-hmm. They can't have their cake and eat it too. A lot of these wholesalers, if they want to move within 30 days, man, that's not an innovation. I can, I will never and can never promise the fact that we can try to get this thing sold in 60 days, even. So if you want, a higher price point, we need to be able to buy you into that with your patience, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if it comes down to it, if if the, if the seller's like, no, I need it quick, then they need to get off their high horse and they got to be able to take that cash offer, right? Because that's exactly how both of you guys can, you know, bridge the gap to a good solution that's going to fit both parties. And people always think, I you know, I crap on wholesale. I love wholesale, right? We still do wholesale, of course, mm-hmm. right? So it's going to be able to fit the model where you have to be able to Bridge the gap from a distressed seller to a solution within 30 days. Wholesale is the best remedy for you. But if you can really work the seller into more of a timeline and say, hey, look, this is the reason why we need to be able to start testing the open market," or Here's the reason why. And then they are going to be able to kind of allow you to come in there and be able to collaborate more with the seller. I forgot where I heard that, but somebody in my community, I think coined it from somebody, but... You know, you're on the opposite side of the closing table, you're coming to terms, you're able to shake hands and move on with the deal. Mm. With Novations, you're on the same side of the closing table, you know, trying to be able to merge your, you know, your relationship and shake hands with another potential purchaser on the other the other side, right? Yeah. So if the seller can't figure out that this is a collaborative effort, then it's probably not the best seller, sure. right? If they don't understand the service you're providing, they're always gonna look at you from more of like a disgruntled perspective and they're not gonna get the white glove service of the marketing maintenance and management that we can provide. And instead of just trying to beat a dead horse, it's probably somebody that we should just move on from. And they'll probably end up revisiting the fact because they're not going to get the price that they want, you know, yeah, right. so they're going to come back anyway.
1: Right. And I think it's important too. like a lot of those prospective sellers that are, are prime for innovation may want more money than <clears throat> they could get on a wholesale agreement. They just maybe don't have the money to invest and in, you know, improve the property.
0: Well, exactly. And, and that's exactly where we're breaking into two camps, right? Novations, the traditional novation is a net listing, right? A lot of people look at it and it really is like an arbitrage approach. It's like, okay, yeah. well, hey, Take you a know, seat. the seller resides in the home. You know, we're not going to come in there. And tr- I've done it a couple times where I've done living flips and I just move them from room to room. Holy shit, I'll never <laughs> do that again, dude. That was wild.
1: Explain real quick, just for those people out there that are, are still a little bit unclear about what a novation is.
0: Okay, great. Wholesale is, you know, replacement of position of an equitable position on the property, you're taking your agreement that you've locked up, you're assigning the rights of that agreement to an an end investor off market, right? Innovation just for layman's terms is the same exact thing, except you're able to target the optimism of the open market. So you're taking your position, right? You, You know, your signable position and you're marketing through an agent, you know, through the multiple listing service channels on all the surrogate sites, Zillow, everything. And you're finding a buyer, Who's already conventionally approved through the va fha loan or whatever they're going to be able to come in and say you know what i want to buy this home and in doing so the difference of what you've locked that up to what you're assigning it out can be paid out as a novation or an, or an on-market assignment fee usually you know just like a traditional wholesale except you're able to test the open market with that now you are responsible through the agent fees and usually the seller closing costs. And so that's exactly why a seller would want to do that. And there's a couple more legalities behind it, but it's just an on-market assignment. You're not targeting third-party end investors on the off-market channels. You're targeting a first-time homeowner or a family moving into that area that's already pre-approved by a lender coming in there to try to qualify for the home that you've put on market.
1: Right, and just to add one more thing to that, you know, on a typical wholesale, right, your buyer really has to be either a cash buyer or a hard-money loan buyer, yeah. right? And a lot yeah. of times what happens is the buyers that you may sometimes attract are people who need to get a conventional loan. So this allows you you know to work with some of those more conventional buyers. Too.
0: Absolutely. And in some cases, right, you know, we we and we've closed on VA FHA all of them. The difference between that is, is before you know, wholesalers get stoked. They're like, "Yo, I'm gonna throw everything on the open market." You know, there are nuances, right? VAFHA have checklists. You have to mm-hmm. make sure the home is gonna pass inspection in order for it to get loaned on. In doing so, make sure there's equitable room to be able to provide seller credit or renovate the issues necessary to get the right buyer in the home. You know, so if you have to put more of a position in the property on the novation than just passing off the interest of a wholesale and letting that end investor tackle everything as is. It is not an as is sale, right? There's gonna be a couple more steps when it comes down to innovation.
2: Sorry, I love that your approach because Compass has the Compass Concierge program where they would fund the renovations to help the sellers achieve the sell price that they wanted. Mm-hmm. So the approach that you're taking is a service versus saying, hey, let's collaborate and you know, we'll, I'll get you this price as long as you get it. But your approach is so much, it's so much cleaner it sounds. How does that conversation happen with a seller when you're speaking with them?
0: You know, very organically, right? So novations, now that we've kind of put it out there, can fall into two camps, right? We do two novations. One is we call it the equity protection, which is what we tell a seller. So if let's say, same example, property's worth $500,000 fully renovated, mm-hmm. right? You offered 280, it needs 50K worth of work. Wholesalers like, pound sand, gross, I need 350. You're gonna revisit the topic. And if they reside in the home, that's an equity protection you say you know what bertha you know brenda whatever i always say brenda i don't know why you know what, brenda you know it sounds to me like you want a little bit more than what i can do you know through the as is cash offer so why don't i you know actually underwrite you directly actually i come at it a little bit different i'm like you know what i knew that was going to be way too low you know that's why i already took the liberty and i got you approved for our equity protection program mm-hmm. you know i knew coming into this you should be worked into your equity a bit more now in doing so what this means is you're going to be able to reside in the home, but we're going to be able to come in there and I want to make sure I can put a little bit of value into the property. Usually I put up between two to five grand a mile of money. Do you need to do that as a novation? No, but I don't want these things really sitting, right? Mm. So if I come in there, I'll tell her, we you know we're going to do $350,000 guaranteed to you a close of sale. You know, we're going to come in there, we're going to focus on the marketing, maintenance, and management of your home, right? That's exactly the service that we can provide through Buyer Beater. So we're going to come in, we're going to look at a scope of work that's going to get your home to a current condition retail standard that's going to be able to get loaned on by a conventional lender. We're not going to be your buyer, but what we're going to do is team up with you and get you to that destination through a third party and buyer, right? So let's look at the home, Brenda. Let's see if we have, I might paint the fascia. I might do a deep clean of the property. I might clean the landscaping up. I might move some furniture around. But when I do put it on market through on the on market channel, I'm going to be able to attach a top one percent realtor, and I'm going to pay for all fees associated, to include your closing costs. So the mm. only offer that we can accept is an offer that's going to have you walking away with three hundred and fifty thousand net in your pocket. How's that sound? Mm. Right? They're like, that sounds pretty damn cool, you know. And so usually I don't get too much kickback, unless you know they go, well, I could just get my own realtor. And I go, yeah, you can. You can absolutely get your own realtor, right? But do you have $5,000 to put into your home? Do you know what's going to sell in that area? And if does your realtor, you know, have the patience to be able to have a property that's going to sit? Because if you put no money into it and you put it out there for three fifty, dollars after all your fees, you're going to be getting closer to the price I just tried to offer, mm. you know? And so trying to identify that and use those rebuttals usually gets them pretty optimistic about kind of you going in there and really putting some skin in the game yourself.
1: Yeah, no, I like that a lot. So on average, you said you're investing between five and 6000
0: yeah, on average, about five. So, and that's the equity protection side. So, that's if she resides in the home. Now, what I'm really known for, like I do all of like Ryan Pineda's and the all star communities, what we call equity splits, right? I work with Novation King a lot. He gives us the equity splits because that's what we've kind of coined. That just means the property's vacant, right? And so, if it's, you know, tenant occupied, we'll get the tenants out there, or if tenants just left, or month to month leases, or the property's already vacant, whatever it is. If the seller wants three hundred and fifty thousand dollars, we just go you know what done now instead of giving you that cash up front because we have to work you into that equity we're going to get you approved for equity split program so that just means brenda we're going to come in there why don't we just renovate this whole thing we're going to make this thing 2023 turnkey right and any appreciation we create through the renovation we put it on market with my team we're going to have fully licensed contractors come in there do all the work behind it i'm responsible for all those costs and when i market it i'm going to pay for all your realtor fees and closing costs and whatever's left over is going to be profit in my pocket i'll, I'll assume that risk and at close of sale you get that three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. so now instead of you know uh, them wanting 350 and me putting 5k into it and putting it out there for 410 and making 20 30 grand which is still great if they reside in it i'm going to renovate it with 50 grand i'm all in for 400 350 to them 400 you know that fifty thousand dollars of renovation yeah. i put it out there for 500 it sells in a couple of weeks After realtor fees and closing costs, my 50 grand I put into it made $60,000 net. Right. So I'd much rather get a better cash on cash return that way and do seller finance flips. And we do those nationwide. We do a lot of those. And that's been an absolute blast to come into.
2: That's awesome, man. That's awesome. What's the average Novation fee that you're collecting now?
0: Equity splits is about 72,000. So our average fee is 72 grand, and we work the wholesalers into that fee. So we're usually putting about $60,000 to make about 72 now equity protections at 31,000. So our average equity protection deals, 31, still phenomenal, right? Now, the thing is though, equity protections, we don't guarantee a sale, right? We just guarantee to accept offers. So I've had three that fell out this year that didn't close and I lost, you know, about three to five on each one of those, mm. but I make it up through my equity splits because I'm able to guarantee that sale through equity splits. I have a position on that. I lean against it and I make sure I'm able to sell that. So, 72 on the equity split side and about 31 on the equity protection. And then for the equity protections, because we don't do zero marketing, right? So we get them from the community. They're just giving us dead deals going, dude, it doesn't work for me. Can you novate it? You know, I'm like, yeah. And if if we move that and we're going to make 31 grand, the wholesaler who brought it gets 50-50 net proceeds. When my team gets paid out and we get the money back, we split that bad boy. So if we're going to make 20 net, you get ten on your dead deal, right? Mm. And then we take ten, right? Now on the equity split, if you give us a deal and we're able to work it and manage it for that three to four months at close of sale, you know you get twenty five percent net proceeds on your dead deal. We take seventy five percent for assuming the liability. And some of these wholesalers, dude, they're giving us like three months, like just slaying it, making this money. I'm like, damn, it's dope, you That's know. Awesome, but it's it, it's different. It's really it, it is really cool, man.
1: In your world when you get a deal, your first goal is just like, Hey, let me just try to wholesale this. Right. Would you say that? And then if that doesn't work, you're going to go with the equity split because you can make more. And if that doesn't work, then you'll do the equity protection.
0: Yeah. If it's vacant or tenants willing to relocate, I'll do that. We've had a couple where, you know, if it's a homeowner, man, and they're older, I'm not going to try to pack all their stuff up and move to renovate it unless they like, Really need the money, or they already have a home like it's contingent. They're like moving, mm. right? And they don't know what to do with this house. Then that's fine. But if it's if it's occupied, it doesn't matter if I can make two hundred thousand dollars more. I usually just equity protection it, right? If they live in the home, it's so much of an easier value add. But if it's vacant, or I could get it vacant through the team, you know, I'll have my project manager check it out, my agent outreach coordinator, and if they say, hey, this thing could be vacant in a week or two weeks, we equity split it all day. You know, when in doubt, you know. Novated out. I love that saying, but I just put that on a shirt. No, that's
2: yeah. awesome, man. So question now, you said that you basically had to create the equity protection because of like moving them around and it created a hassle. What are some mistakes through the innovation process that you learned that you would advise people to be careful of?
0: Yeah, that's a really good question. I would say, you know, protecting your, your money, right? The biggest thing, we've never had any lawsuits or anything knock on wood or issues because we're so transparent with our sellers where I know I see a lot of, you know, people who get into novation still try to operate in the dark because they don't want the homeowner to know how much they're gonna make. Mm. I'm the exact opposite, right? I see people who who lose, you know, you know, arm and leg over the fact that when it sells, these homeowners are going, Holy crap, look at all the money that you're making. I had no idea. I didn't get to see the home. Now it's you know, now it's pretty, you know, yada yada. I need to be worked into that money. I deserve some of that money, mm. right? And that's just due to lack of, you know, communication. I overcommunicate, right? So I think when it comes down to you, you know, you or anybody getting into the novation space, you have to treat it like an HGTV show, right? Mm. Like we have our TCs and our team contacting them going, you know, we're knowing that we're doing the, the kitchen right now. We'll let them know, do you want eggshell white, Brenda? Or do you want white dove? You know, mm. like what? And they get to go in there and pick and they get to feel like they're a part of the process. You know, And in doing so, they feel like they've transformed this home with you and they can see all the value that you've added. Well, hey, you know what? This new floor is going to be about $7,000 more but you really like this floor, so we're going to do it. We're, we're going to do it no matter what, right? Mm-hmm. But to be able to come into it and feel as if this is a collaborative effort, we've made $200,000 on homes. And they're like, how much did you make? Yeah, you know, because they yeah. got exactly what they wanted. Yeah. It was a childhood home of theirs. They've never seen it in that condition before. And then you just get residual business. My uncle, he needs his roof fixed and he wants to move to, you know, freaking New Mexico. Do you novate over there? And it's just so much easier to really get that, that clientele from, you know, one. I still get Christmas cards from properties I've novated years ago. <laughs> right from homeowners it is, you don't get that on wholesale you know what I mean yeah. so getting into that it's been an absolute blast to be able to build a business and a brand off that
1: yeah that just goes I, to I can't tell you how many times I've met with prospective sellers who were saying you know what this is my childhood home and I would love for you just can you just please make sure you don't tear it down right and, yeah and you guys are now involving them in the process and like you know or people who are like somebody's going to come in and just make this a super modern house and like it yeah. needs to keep the charm and you just sort of keep them involved yeah. and keep them in a collaborative process like you said
0: It's so true, you know. And then you look—you can't let them in the driver's seat the whole time, you know. You're not going to be able to pick the female. We're not going to do that. But to kind of open the eyes and say, hey, you know what? Well, this is the reason why we're doing this. We're opening the areas, so when they come into it, there's no surprises. Yeah. You know, they're over the moon. You know, so I think coming into it, over communicate, and then because we're nationwide, man, I do not recommend. We got a team of eight right now, right? And we do this. You know, we've been slowly but surely moving into certain markets and now we're you know across the country but i would say don't novate a house if you're a wholesaler and you live in cali but you're you know you're doing a lot of wholesales in texas you know and you don't know a good contractor you don't have the establishment to be able to do and you should absolutely not do it right you're going to get straight up taken advantage of you know, they're going to be like, wait, you're not here. You can't check my work. You know, like, yeah, you know, and yeah. I just, unfortunately, you got to assume the worst sometimes, you know what I mean? So I would recommend doing it in your backyard first.
2: Got it. That's good advice. That's good. That's helpful. So now what's the exact process? Cause in my mind, I'm like, I just, this year alone, there's been a couple of transactions that we've had that the debt amount was a lot larger than what the actual sale price was. Do you do like a title search before <laughs> you actually go into that position?
0: Yeah, great question. There's a lot more upfront costs, right? We're going to be pulling a, a a full preliminary. We actually pay for an inspection report now, so we go in there. We throw four or five hundred dollars into the equity splits just in case, because we do not want those surprises, right? We yeah. went in on a home, and luckily we did it, and we were ready to move forward. I looked at the file, and I was like, "Wait, where's our prelim?" I'm like, no, no. Oh, we did a soft pull, and I'm like, "Nah, dude, you got a hard pull." It. So they ended up going back. And uh, this guy, we weren't sending money directly to his account, which is such a red flag, right? He's like, no, no, don't send it my account, send it to my brother. You know, we mm-hmm. ended up doing some due diligence behind it. And he had back he had child support of like the last 14 years <laughs> unpaid. Oh, yeah. And so it, they leaned against his home. And so we would have made like zero dollars. We got it all figured out. But, dude, Great. I mean, you're completely correct. You're never in first position when you do this, right? You're in second position. You are assuming a risk, right? You're going to come in there and provide the service, but you need to do your due diligence. So there's a lot more legality on the upfront side that you got to be able to tackle. But when you do, you know, you can, there's so much more upside to me. You know what I mean? You don't have to do 20% down or interest only payments or get bank backed or none of that. You're just funding the renovation. It could be 20, 30, 40,000, raise some private capital, give them a 15% return and make a bunch of money doing it. You know, you just have to make sure you're doing it on the right homes with the right sellers.
1: And again, just to clarify for other people out there, you're, you're filing a lien because you're doing work and renovations, investing money on a property you you don't own yet or will never. own. Absolutely. Yeah. Protect yourself to have that lien on the property in case, the seller tries to sell it without you or go around you, right?
0: Yeah. We even go one step further. Like we did attorney and facts, which is what main novations, you know, kind of are, you would control the sale, but you can't sign the closing documents. So you can employ a listing agent. You can accept offers and sign and, and addendums, but you can't, the seller still has to go to the closing table. Mm. We on our equity splits always have had our, we exercise a seller to go to the closing table, but we actually position a limited power of attorney to where if you decide to change your mind at close of sale because we have so much of a position in this property we we even though we've clouded title we get to make sure that we have a provision in there where if you legally refuse to sell then we will we will be able to execute you know and sell the the, the property to rip, to get our position out never had to use it and actually I've never even had a seller like get upset once you hear that a lot of people are like man you must like I would never sign that it's like why we're putting like 100K into this home. Mm-hmm. We're collaborating with you. You know, we're, we're, we're putting our money where our mouth is. You get to be transformed into your equity. Like, why would you not? And so when you're able to kind of digest it and explain it, you know, we have the rights to sell the home if necessary, but we've we've never had to, to utilize the, uh, the position. But we do have another layer of protection.
1: That's awesome. Let's go into this a little bit deeper. Like, so who's signing the listing agreement with the realtor? Is that you? Yeah. Okay. And for people out there who said, you know what, this is really interesting. I'd love to get involved in this, but I don't have the money to spend on a $50,000 renovation. Are most of you guys doing that through hard money? Are you doing it through private money? Talk to us about that. Another
0: great question, dude. In our private community, right buyer beater. if you find the deal, we fund everything, right? Mm-hmm. We have had we have a property right now, we've put $260,000 into it. I have yeah. private capital from all, from all our investors and walks of life over the last couple of years, where any property that we have, I do our entire bid out request, I shop it to our investors, the, that's the benefit of the disposition side, right? Instead of, and it, they're cash buyers I used to have, right? And I used to buy a bunch of my wholesale deals. And now with this model, I've kind of educated them. And they're like, instead of just parking, you know, 300K into this home, I can just give you 300K amongst five, six properties and diversify it. And you do all the work. And it's like, yeah. So now I fund everything. So if you find a deal, you do zero out of your own pocket. It's all my money. And that's why I take on the risk. That's why it's a twenty five seventy five split. But before wholesalers get up in the arms, like, why isn't it 50, 50, dude, it was a dead deal for you. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it wasn't going to work, you know? So instead of losing it, get worked in the equity, make me do all the work and make twenty, thirty thousand dollars 30000 on something that wouldn't even fit your model. That's how I think about it.
1: The other beauty of this too, and, it, and it's probably obvious to some people, but instead of you closing on the property, right, you'll need down payment for that. You'll need to go through all the hoops of getting the hard money loan or, or whatever. Or even if you're paying yep. cash, you still need to put all that money out there. You now are not paying in your situation of doing a renovation. You're not paying any holding costs, right? Because during yeah. this renovation and while you're under contract or while you're in agreement, I should say, the seller's still paying taxes. The seller's still paying a mortgage if it exists, utilities, lawn care, all that stuff.
0: Yes. So, dude, you're huge. I mean, that's that's massive, right? So, did I've even had fix and flippers in the community? where they're like, hey, let me just close on the home, but I don't wanna have to do draw requests with the bank. So you just fund the renovations and I just wanna make this, you can make whatever on Mm -hmm. top. So we've arbitrage and equity splits, fix and flips, you know, from other people that wanna remain in first position. So it's just, that's the beauty of creative, man. You know, you can do whatever the hell you wanna do with creative, as long as you're operating within good left and right lateral limits, but that's what's fun. Now, for what, you know, you stated, the monthly holding costs, right? A lot of our equity splits, I actually pay, you know, if I'm going to give them five, like, let's say that same deal, 350,000 is what they're going to get at close of sale. Right. Mm -hmm. If it takes six months to sell and they go, yeah, but you know, I really like it, but I don't want to pay my mortgage for six months on a home I don't occupy. Mm -hmm. You know, I totally get that. Right. So I just go, what's your mortgage? And if they say 2,400 bucks, I say, I'll pay you $2,600 a month. I'm going to pay you to occupy your home to renovate it. And the reason why I do that is for two things. One, it's a whole hell of a lot cheaper than interest-only payments to a bank, bro, right? Yeah. It amortizes your notes, so it's able to be able to reduce you know, your PITI. And two, it's applicable to the purchase price. So in six months, instead of getting $350, you are going to get 350 minus every installment I've made on your mortgage. That way, I get to see that money right back. I don't lose any money on these novations. So none of it goes to a bank. All of it's going to go feed right back to either the seller or to myself.
1: So in that example you just gave, they, they not only get their initial three fifty that you agreed upon, but they're also going to get another you know uh, eight to ten thousand dollars. And make it pays. make
0: it cash flow. I don't care. Kick your feet up, man. You know it's way easier for everybody because I can start renovations that day if it's vacant and you're down. You know, and I could just occupy your home. Let's yeah. do it. You know, I don't need any other green light from city inspector. Nothing. I can just come in there and start knocking down some walls and getting this thing. You know, force appreciated and put on market. Yeah. So, that's a great way to be able to start moving quickly and cut timelines by months.
2: Yeah. You know, it's a lot of the questions I've had about, or like the red flags I felt with Novations, you cleared it up with just being transparent and making it more of a collaborative effort. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. No, because it's that's it,
0: my goal, man.
2: It is powerful when you think about it as a concierge service where you are like saying, okay, great, we're going to do this and it's a partnership, we're investing in it versus saying, all right, well, we're going to list the property and then, you know, you don't put any money into it. Then the person feels like they got scammed
1: or they got 100%. Yeah.
0: Right. I, think I get that all the time, man.
1: It's all about how you present it, though, too. Because I think if you were to present the same scenario in sort of a not not such a straightforward approach, people are like, "Wait a second, you know, who, who is this guy, Trevor? Like, he keeps yeah. calling me. He wants to, he wants to renovate our house. He doesn't even own it yet. And it, as long as it, you know, if it's presented in the wrong way, it can sound, you know." It can oh, sound like a scam yeah. or somebody who- People
0: like- butcher the living shit out. Yeah, dude, yes. If you got a call, and this is why I hate going directly to agents, and I want to be like, hey, because I do a lot of equity splits on market. You, I mean, if an agent has a property sitting for 90 plus days and mm. it needs work and it's vacant, why are we not like novating that? I can go in there, put 30K into it in a week, and let's put it back on market, and you get a better commission, right? So like, I can work you into a higher commission and have the seller make more. But when I describe it, I hear the agent's, and it's old dog, new tricks, and they yeah. go back to the seller, bro, and oh, they're I'm like, "Yeah, like, like don't like, telephone. you know, they're not, yeah, they're not going to buy it, and they'll like, you know, put money into it and flip it or something, and they're going to make all the money, but you get paid at the end. It's like, what are they're like, Mister Seller,
1: you guy? don't want that, do you? All right, I'll just tell him you don't yeah, want that.
0: Exactly, bro. You know, and that's so unfortunate, man. And now we have a lot of agents who go to listing agreements or listing appointments. I apologize, just to pitch us because they look at the home and they go this said like 20k more it could be worth like 70 grand more so they go hey you know what i could list this right now but it's going to sit for three months because yeah. of the condition now i will say i do have a company i can partner with they'll fund the entire renovation and when they put it on market they're going to pay for all my fees and so they just pitch us out and the seller's like wait what like i make more yeah. i don't have to pay for you they and it's just it's just repetitive business because it's service oriented right so yeah. when you have people and because i don't want you to memorize what to say I want you to understand what you're saying because yeah. they're gonna have rebuttals and questions. And the moment that sellers feel like they're getting vernacular and vocabulary thrown at them and they're like, what the fuck does this mean? They're gonna yep. shut down, right? Yeah. You need to make sure that it's very, you know, understandable and that that's that's hard to do, you know, starting off. That's exactly why we're just a complimentary service to wholesalers. So if it makes sense and it fits the model, you just Throw it, and you just say, "Hey, would you be open to terms?" And you know they do all this stuff. And the, if the if the seller has questions, you go, "That's a great question for them." Mm. You know, like get on the phone with them, And so they know to just pass it off. They yeah. don't want to screw it up.
1: So, do you have an attorney representing you?
0: Yes, I do.
1: And do they have an? Does the seller oftentimes? I mean, I forget how California works. Does the seller that's, usually have an attorney? Right.
0: Sometimes we've had California. Usually, with like properties closer to the seven figures are in there, they're going to want their attorney to look at it, and our attorneys will talk. But like New York, we have a property closing in a couple of weeks. That's an attorney-based state. So, you know, even coming on them and having that proof of concept, we just take those proof of concept models. And if they want to talk to an attorney, we go, you know what? Talk to our attorney. But here's also projects that we've had in attorney-based states and, and, and sign-offs on testimonials from other attorneys. Mm-hmm. So we have the credibility to give you to show that we've done this before. And usually that tangible proof, like, allows them to kind of open up, you know, kind of broaden their horizon a bit. Yeah
1: just because i could picture some people saying hey this and this i'm starting to understand what you're saying this sounds good i could probably get more money or I could get the number i want but you know I, yeah. would you talk to my attorney and you know if, obviously 100%. if you're what you're doing is straightforward and it is then why not have the attorneys connect yeah
0: yeah I, i'm a i'm a big fan of that
2: one of the beauties is that you basically created a machine that the business comes to you you're not hunting it out so that's like a great first step right because you're offering a service that's that's needed what are some tips and tricks That someone can use from what you've learned that would help them be able to convert more when they're speaking with these people other than transparency
0: you know i would say people when they start learning about novations they throw wholesale out the window and Mm -hmm. i'm like you need wholesale That's the anchor, right? Because if they want to be able to move quickly, I can't move as quickly as wholesale, right? Like you're going to be on it. You're going to, we're going to ride this ride together, bro. We're strapped in, you know, it's going to be a three, four, five month timeline. So if you stop anchoring that low ball cash offer and go directly to optimism, the seller has more of a higher authority where it could unfold a deal, right? And so I would say for you, always low anchor, you know, that cash offer, try to get there and try to see what, you know, what pain points they have and then once they feel like they can move don't corner them into that cash offer right you need to be very solution oriented right so to have more tools on that tool belt where they automatically disqualify and they go oh my god no you're just like the rest of them you could you, you're able to you know dissect that and say you know what i'm not you know i focus on creative solutions for sellers this is one position if you wanted to move quickly on but i will say you know i have already gotten you approved for another model that's going to get you the price that you want so i think Opening up and exploring the option afterwards, that's very like, I don't know, like in a way where you've you've already thought about that being too low and you want them to get worked into more and you don't yeah. want to take advantage of them. I yeah. think finding that tonality with sellers has really allowed them to trust you again to, to be able to believe in a process like this.
2: Yeah, got it. And that's the reason why you wouldn't present those options initially, like side by side, because then this yeah. would be a no brainer. So it's like, oh, well, yeah, I figured exactly. that would be too low. So
1: I already got you qualified for this. Yeah, I think yeah. it might be confusing we- too, if you give them all the options up front.
0: Oh yeah. They're like, what? You know, cause we do, you know, we do wholesale, you know, equity protection, equity split, seller carry subject to, you know, so we have all these options that we do on the creative play. And yeah, if you tell a seller all that and tell them all the benefits, they're going to be like, what the shit? Yeah. You know, I don't have <laughs> no idea just so what to do. It's
1: so funny because we were obviously both realtors for, for years and we still are, but now at least to me, listing the property on the MLS for you is like, option number 10 of what i can provide you <laughs> yeah
0: dude <laughs> i'm
1: like i could buy it and hold it i could wholesale it i could novate it i could do a sub two i could and then they're like well you know can't you just put it on the mls for me I'm like, well you know <laughs> you could if that's really what you want to yeah
0: do. i know i know it's it usually it's the same with my, our agent outreach coordinator he's been in for 20 years he loves this model and he he got bought directly in but he's even yeah he talks to the and it's like he doesn't even mean to do it but he's talking them out of the model he's been doing for you know the last you know 18 19 years because he's like but you can make so much more money doing it like this you yeah. know this but sometimes the sellers are like no you know this is the traditional way this is how i bought and sold this is what we're doing and if that's their box you got to fit that box you know what I mean you got to you know some sellers are just like that's not what they want to do and so the traditional model I think is phenomenal I gotten real estate found good success with wholesale when I was still in the service you know my first deal was 6 grand, my second deal I made 150k on a wholesale deal nice. and I'm like I'm rich, this is easy, you know. <laughs> you never could find that same amount right via wholesale cuz it's such a hamster wheel. Yeah. And so I said, you know what? And if I can't wholesale it, I'm going to list it. So I got my license thinking I'm going to be the Ryan Serhant of SoCal, you know. Yeah. And uh, it's tough, you know, and I'm listing all these damn homes that are sitting cuz of the condition and I'm like there's got to be a way to bleed these two And that's where the equity split model kind of, you know, came into play for me. thought I invented it, went to one of Pace Morby's meetup. And he was like, no, idiot. Like, (laughs) that's called innovation. You know, I'm like, oh, (laughs) 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 it just started riding that wave. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, you know, I definitely get the on-market play, man. It's been years, though, for me for for listings.
2: If somebody's watching this and, and they're like, all right, I want to start getting into innovations. What's an actionable step that they can start taking to get closer to that?
0: You know quick plug on that sense right i think and i think our the only reason why we have our community is to find potential deals so every wednesday at 4 p.m pacific i just talk to the community 60 70 people that show up on these zooms and i just tell you how to find them right like through the on market approach you know through whatever and so whenever it deems necessary like you can go out there and have the tools to do so so i think identifying a good deal And learning how to do that is half the battle, right? So I would, I would say, yeah, I'd say join the community, man, and just learn how to initially pitch these bad boys. Because when you get it, it's a lot easier to maneuver, you know. But trying to pitch it, you know, you have to become numb to that no, because even though it sounds great up here, explaining it is like word vomit sometimes, you know. So that repetition is so crucial with novations and creative finance.
1: And you said your community is free. Yeah, hundred percent free. So do you have any coaching, training, or anything, any sort of paid service you provide?
0: I do, right? So if you come into it and you go, because we don't provide our contracts or anything, right? Because we're a collaborative service with you. So if you have a deal, we help move the deal. You find it, we fund it, we acquire it. You just get to sit back and you know be on the traffic and collect the check. But if you go, hey, I'm an established, you know, wholesaler or you know a fix and flipper. I just need you know the documents that you utilize, and, and I need you to walk my hand on the first three deals. Yeah, it's five grand. I'll come in there. You have access to my entire team. But we guarantee you the full walkthrough of what we have. We give you all of our contracts, all the legality behind it. And so that way, you're a little bit more in a mastermind approach because you already have an influx of, of deals, right? That's that's usually that, full transparency, right? Yeah. And the thing is, you're one deal, we've never had an innovation that's less than, you know, on the equity split side, less than 38 grand. So it's like, you're going to make your money back in your first deal in a couple months, you know? Yeah. So coming over there for our time, you're good to go, you know? Sweet. So you don't get much pushback.
1: Awesome, man. And if anybody wants to reach out to you, collaborate with you, find a way to work with you in the future, what's the best way for them to connect?
0: Heck yeah, dude. Reach out to my, you know, Instagram at inv- uh, InvestWithTrev. That's me right there. Yeah. And then if you go to buyerbeateruniversity.com, that's how you sign up. It's a completely free portal. You click on in there, you get a whole welcome email, a video of me, you know, our innovation calculator tools, our, our Zoom schedule, all that fun stuff. And you just jump in and let it, you know, zip it and rip it, man. Wow. So that's probably the best two ways to, to go about it.
2: Last question before we end. You said innovation is the way of 2024. How do you plan on scaling it this year?
0: It's gonna be more direct to seller, right? We get an insane amount of community submissions, but what I've identified, right? And I'm not shooting myself in the foot with the community because I Mm -hmm. freaking love them. But because there's so much optimism where they they low anchor that cash offer, The first number that they get from a seller if it fits my calculator they just jump on that Mm. they're like you know what we can definitely do that so there's still no negotiation up to it because they want to get a deal right and they do get deals but if i can go direct the seller and be able to go you know what i can't do that but i can meet in the middle it's a lot easier to create more of a dynamic spread because we're able to have that relationship right away with the seller so we're going to do some direct to seller marketing You know, like we, you know, if we got, you know, two cold callers, we're doing a bunch of direct mail right now that we're launching in the second week of January, I think cold or direct mail is phenomenal. And then a lot of agent outreach, right? I do a lot of speeches or talks at like brokerages and stuff to kind of get agents into more of a creative mindset in my area. Mm. And so doing that for, you know, for some on-market listings that are sitting uh, would be another great way to go directly to them. So that's kind of what, what I'm doing in, in, in 2024.
2: I awesome. think that's a great idea with the yeah. the ones that have been
1: on the market for a long time because that's yeah. the perfect mm-hmm. source for that. As long, as long as you can explain it to the agent and have them be able to explain it to the seller. So A lot of, true, a lot of times you probably want to choke that agent. So <laughs> let me just talk to your seller. Bro.
0: <laughs> yes. Did I say choke? And it's so <laughs> important. When it comes down to the agents, we just had one where it's like, and I know your agents, bro, I totally get it. But some agents, man, like, we say that we have a fiduciary to the seller, but a lot of agents right now, they have a fiduciary to their pocket. You know, yeah. So you have to explain to them how it's going to benefit them because now they're going to not only list a turnkey home, it's going to benefit their listing portfolio. They're going to attract the clients that they want. Yeah. They're going to get worked into more appreciation on the home. So they're going to get a higher commission. The commission is going to be guaranteed, which means that if we're able to raise the roof on that, we can work your seller into the equity and I'm going to pay for everything, right? So if you talk about how they're going to make more money and the benefits of them, then they usually follow up with like, this sounds great, you know. And then they're like, wait, what's in it for my seller? I go, there we go. <laughs> and then I explain it to the to, you know about the seller, you know, our, our team explained it to the seller. Then they're usually on board. You yeah, know, sweet. now it just comes down to to the you know the educational piece. Like that's the telephone that you were talking yeah. about, dude. It's like, no, let let's just get on the phone together, right? Yeah. Let me show you properties I'm currently doing, stuff I've done in the past, and let me talk to the seller and build that relationship. And we've actually fired agents too, like who started with the listing, we'll pay your commission and then get a new agent just because, you know, there's some nuances, man, like you are going to help property manage it, you're going to be able to take some, you know, especially, you know, in a different state, I need you to go to the property still, it's going to take a couple months, but you're going to make a lot more money. You know, I need, I need photos, I need these things. And so you know, I am asking some, you know, from the agents. And so it really is more of a collaborative effort. You know what I mean? So getting agents who are open-minded to that, you could have a great agent, but if they're just like, nope, not worth my time, yada, yada, it's like, yeah, I'm not going to force that. You yeah. know what I mean?
2: But the people who do do it, they get hooked on it after that probably. And they're like, oh, yeah. oh, oh they this was easy. I
0: love it, dude. Yeah. They, we, they we get submissions. I'm like, it's, it's the coolest thing actually to be able to see that is, you know, them expanding their horizon. Even people have been in the industry for 30 years. They're just yeah. like, wow. I want to do this more, you know, and so they have a wide array of network and the deals that come to them, you know, even if it's not theirs anymore, but they're in the community, they get, if they're not listing it and their friend is, they still get 25% because they, they refer the deal, you know? Yeah. So it's a great way for everybody to be able to make some money, man. Really awesome. Good.
1: Well, thank you event. so much, man, for spending some time with us. We know the holidays are coming up, and uh, everybody's time is valuable, and and uh, we seem to be the only ones working. but uh, <laughs> we, Max, we, man. I know. We appreciate. Start your business to
0: work more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Of course, you guys. I appreciate you guys. Absolutely. Anytime. I'd love to be able to get you guys jumping on my podcast soon. Hi, absolutely. Man.